Hello, and welcome back to Medical School with Michaela. The goal of this podcast is just to give you an understanding of various different medical problems that patients may have and how to approach them. In this season, we're talking about family medicine, which is the clerkship I'm currently on, and I love it. Um, And today I'll be talking about behavioral problems in children and adolescents. So, big ones that we think about are attention deficit disorder, autism spectrum, autism spectrum disorder, and then other common behavioral problems that children have. So, in attention deficit disorder, this is when they have at least six months of inattention and hyperactivity and impulsivity. Um, The big thing to know is that no child actually has a diagnosis of ADD. That's not a real diagnosis. Every child has ADHD, and they may have different subtypes of this. Um, The symptoms need to be present before the age of 12. Um, They need to be present in at least two settings. So, if a patient's mother comes in with them and says they're so bad, at home you want to figure out how they're behaving at school the symptoms also have to cause problems with academics and also with relationships to treat these patients there's many different pharmacological therapies i'm sure you've heard of some of them big ones you've heard about are probably um adderall um daytrana um Ritalin. Ritalin is not used so commonly anymore, and and there's many, many medications. The difference between a lot of these medications is that they're not all approved for children who are three years old. Big medications that you should know are that that for children who are three and older that you can use are amphetamines. You can also use uh, dextroamphetamines, and those are the only types of medications that you can use in those children. So if you're concerned that a child has ADHD, but you don't know if you can treat them with a certain drug, just look them up. You'll learn as you go. Um, There's also psychosocial uh, therapies that children can engage in. We want to engage them in behavior therapy, which reduces the problem behaviors by working with antecedents and consequences. So a child, maybe three, and showing signs of ADHD, but they just don't quite understand. Showing them um, what the consequences of their actions are is really important. Also, parent training. Parenting a child who has ADHD can be really frustrating, but this helps parents find ways of limiting problem behaviors by rewarding the positive behaviors, doing problem solving with the child, and then setting limits on the behavior. Moving on to autism spectrum disorder. These children have marked deficit in social functioning and communication, as well as abnormally rigid patterns of behavior. Um, You see lots of children who, you know, all they want to do is throw a bear up and down, or they play with one car in the same way. Um, They may also um, be very rigid in their thinking, and so if you have to take a different way to school one day, and they're normal to one way, it may be very hard for them to adjust the new way of going. Um... In order to screen children for this, you can use MCHAT, and that is the Modified Checklist for Autism in Toddlers, and that's between the ages of 16 and 30 months. You also want to do early uh, behavioral therapy to improve cognitive and language function. Children who have early intervention for autism do better than children who um, parents delay the therapies because they delay recognizing it. So doing it early really does count. Also, you can use aripiprazole to improve problem behaviors that a child may be having, but that's a discussion that you'd want to have with the family. Common behavioral problems that children have. Uh, Discipline techniques are very important for children. Um, Techniques work best when there's a positive relationship that exists between um, the child and whoever their caregiver is. So that can be a parent that may not be a parent, though. It can be a grandparent or um, an aunt, whoever, who is the uh, caregiver for the child. Um, 
frequent brief praise or pats on the shoulder uh, causes a strong bond. So make sure that um, if you are a parent listening to that podcast, that you're praising their children for the good things that they're doing, not just being mean to them when they're doing bad things. Um, Extinction is when there's ignoring a problem behavior, um, and that can be really good. Um, Ignoring a problem behavior but praising a child when they don't do it can help to um, move that away. Redirecting also helps. It can help the child replace a problem behavior with a good behavior. So um, if the child is tearing leaves off, a, off of house plants, you can, pick a, you can pick him up and show him toys. So you can figure out another thing that you want to end up doing. You can also try timeouts. They do work. Um, so you put the child in a boring location like a corner and you give them um, just some time to chill out for a very brief period of time and make sure they have a lot of time in and engage with the parent afterwards. There's also natural consequences that you can engage in. Um, let a child experience consequences of misbehavior. Um, if a child breaks a toy, they don't have a toy anymore. Don't go out and buy them a new toy. However, you want to be mindful that you're not actually exposing a child to, um, harm that isn't necessary. So don't let a child pull boiling water off of something and get themselves covered in boiling water. That's too dangerous. But if they break their toy, they just don't have a toy anymore. If they destroy their paper, they don't have paper anymore. You also think about logical consequence consequences. The parent sets the consequences. The child throws a toy, he doesn't get to play with the toy anymore that day. One thing that can be really hard for parents, as somebody who grew up with parents in um, a pretty uh, big household with quite a few number of children, it can be hard for parents to stick to those things. However, when counseling parents about their children, tell them to stick to their guns about things. If you said that they couldn't have a toy for the rest of the day, don't give it back early. There's also sleep issues. It's very common in the first few months of age. However, you want to establish and um, be consistent with a bedtime and put the baby uh, to bed awake. Don't put the baby to bed asleep. Put the baby to bed awake. And then allow the child to self-soothe when they wake up each night. A baby may wake up um, early and cry, and that's something that you have to respond to. But as the baby gets older, allow the baby to cry a little bit and self-soothe, and then come in if they don't stop crying after a long time. It can be really hard for children to learn to self-soothe if someone's always doing it for them. Feeding problems are also a big thing in children. I know that as a babysitter, I sometimes ran into children who um, were very picky. So um, you want to avoid cajoling, begging, or bribing the child to eat nutritious foods. However, you want to allow the child the choice of eating during the family meal. And if they don't eat, uh, take the food away and tell them they have an opportunity at the next meal time. They'll learn that um, they eat when it's mealtime and they're not hungry and that they, these are their options and they'll eat them. However, you can have children who are overweight or obese. You want to make sure that the parents are providing the child with a nutritious, balanced diet that's low in fat and sugar, that they limit portion sizes and serving, and also you want to emphasize that they need to have um, adequate exercise at least 30 minutes a day and really try to limit screen time, especially in younger children, to uh, no more than three to no more than two hours a day. If they're not able to limit that, that can be part of a problem and that promotes a sedentary lifestyle in children. Toilet training also can happen, um, and that happens generally between 18 months and four years. Um, You don't want to shame a child if they wet the bed, but you do want to praise them if they are successful. So high five them if they were able to get to the potty on time, but don't get upset with them if they bed wet or if they don't make it. Tell them it's okay, but praise them and they get something positive when they do make it on time. Um, 
Similar things go when you have adolescents who are engaging in smoking, drinking, alcohol, using drugs or sexual activity, or just other risky behaviors. Um, make sure the teen knows um, your values and positions on the behaviors above and help them to develop their own values. You want to adequately monitor, figure out who they're with, know where they are, and know what they're doing when they're out, and maybe don't let them go places that you're not sure about. Also, you want to have clear and consistent boundaries. So um, tell them do not ride in a car if someone has been drinking. Um, if they have been drinking, they should not be driving and have those clear boundaries set. Also, you want to think about exposure to adverse childhood experiences um, or ACEs. These include abuse, neglect, very severe po poverty, and parental absence. Um, in those situations, um, with lack of support of, of caregivers, they can end up having toxic stress, and that can cause there to be um, lifelong problems and manifestations of disorder um, for physical disease, and it can shorten the lifespan. So as a physician, being aware of these things and working with the parent to overcome those is going to be very important. And with that, that is all I have today. Thanks for listening.